Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, former corporate executive turned entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. Welcome to the Ready Yet podcast. We're excited to bring you more than 100 episodes of interviews and insights designed to help entrepreneurs get the financial and emotional freedom they need in order to build a business and a life they're proud of. And we're live. Yay. I'm always worried about that delay. Like, is it live? Is it not live? Are we doing the thing? Are we not doing the thing? But we are doing the thing. So welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Ready Yet. Very excited to have Dr. Alex Swenson Ridley. Is that right? Yes. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. The selfless syndrome mentor. So we had a great conversation the other day, and I can't wait to bring your story to my audience, um, the mixture of your subject matter expertise, but also your personal journey, um, because so many of us have been there, right? So many of us have allowed ourselves to get to the point of breakdown in what we were doing, um, and too many people don't realize they actually get to change something after that. Like, you don't have to stay yeah. You don't have to stay yeah. there. Before we get into all that, why don't you give a more formal introduction to who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm really excited to be here. I've got a nine-year-old and a dog also talking Perfect. to me this morning. So, you know, we're just going to roll with it. it. But... It's, it's a group offer. <laughs> yes. So I am, I'm Dr. Alex. I'm a wife and a mom and, you know, do a lot of boy things because I have all boys in my house. But I am also, I have become what I term selfless syndrome mentor. So I work with my women primarily who are struggling with always putting everyone and everything else first and focusing on everything except themselves and finally hit that point of, which is what I went through of, you know, realizing this isn't working, but not being sh exactly sure what the next steps are and, and what I, that looks like. Yeah. I think that's a really good point because we can be stuck in that mode of doing everything for others, but we can also... One of the reasons we stay there for way, way, way too long is because we don't know what to do about it. Like we know we're unhappy. We know we're miserable. We know we're stressed out. We're no, we know we're all the things, but we don't know exactly how to fix it and what to do about it. And so we stay there so that we, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and I should say like, a lot of my journey, it took me like eight years to figure out what I now teach women to do in, in six months. So it's like, well, right. The journey is not instantaneous. We'd love to know no. this is all puppies and rainbows and unicorns. There's a new level awareness. Poof, you're done. Yay. Yeah, no, there's, there's work that has to go into getting to the other side and you know, there's ways to do it in a more streamlined fashion but it's still like <laughs> learn right let me lessen your learning curve yeah. here right so why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about your origin story as the marvel comics would have us talk about it like oh i love it yeah where would you like how great was it and then where did it all go wrong right <laughs> yeah so a lot of my personal story and my business are very tied together so i am originally a chiropractor i started my my practice when my son who is blowing his nose and doing all kinds of loud things around me right now is was six weeks old and that thing just grew you know it doubled or tripled every year for about five years and it was almost at the the rate where like I couldn't believe it and, and couldn't really keep up with it but it was somehow this 
like thing got created in my like spirit, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're just going. Like, we're doing so this let, thing. Let's stop for one second there because I think sure. there's also one of the things I know having been there personally and then having this feedback also is there's nothing more frustrating than listen when you're fighting so hard to grow your business than listening to the entrepreneur say, oh my God, <laughs> it just kept so going funny. and I hated it. Like, so, <laughs> yeah my second business has not been like that so you know I, I recognize <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah um so anyways that you know that was my experience like you know should be everything's great like you know why why would anything want to change I reached a point in 2018 I bought a 6,000 square foot building I had a team of 12 you know we were billing well into the seven figures and collecting just short of that you know in terms of our annual revenue. And I had this moment where I walked upstairs into my brand new office that was all remodeled and beautiful and, you know, should have been totally excited. And I actually just like collapsed on the floor and cried for an hour. And what had happened is, you know, at that stage, I'd been through a divorce. I, you know, my first, first marriage, my ex-husband was an alcoholic, just really great guy. But when he's drinking, just, it was, it was bad. It was rough. Um, you know, I'd, I'd grown a lot through that, but I kind of got to this point in my personal growth where I just looked around and was like, this is not my dream. Like, I hated managing people. I, I was, the stress was just through the roof. And I even just over this past weekend, you know, I've been out of that world for a couple of years now, but had a, a kind of realization and breakthrough and just how traumatic it was emotionally, not just physically. My wrist was torn to shreds from being a chiropractor. You know, I, I, my health was falling apart. My hair was falling out. I lost my voice every day. Like there was so much that was just not. Any more signs that this was not where we like, were supposed to be. Yeah, not at all. But like the recognition, it was like, well, crap, what do I do? Like I just bought this building and I have this team. I have people who depend on me for their jobs. And like we had a very family oriented culture. So it's like I knew their kids and I knew their family. Like we had an in-house, in-office so nanny who took care so of them. Like, did, so what did you have to do to step away from that? Because I think there's so much truth to that. And it's it's no um, accident that what mm -hmm. you teach people how to do and, and mentor them on is that same story because it's one thing to say, I think the visual we get when we talk about women putting other people first is you buy the Christmas presents for everyone else and you don't for you. You give the food to the kids and like you eat the leftovers. But you're what you're talking about is what I think is the much more truthful version of it. <laughs> and yet yeah. it's not the visual. I'm running an entire business. I'm keeping a job because I love the people I'm with. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling so obligated to them that I yeah. am ending up on the office floor for an hour. Like that's the, yeah. I think that's the <laughs> real version of it. And oh, we, definitely. Right? And we, we tease yeah. about, oh, you put everybody first. You don't go to the spa. You don't go to the thing. It's so much deeper than that. It is. It's, and it's, you know, it's, the, this is the raw, real, like, not pretty and shiny, you know, shinied up conversation of like, oh, I have a seven figure business and everything's great. Like, that was not, not my experience. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, as, as the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, tends to do. The opportunity was created for me to make a change. We, I, I haven't looked at this as a blessing before, but you know, we were very much 
<clears throat> in the world of billing insurance because bill insurance still paid right. for chiropractic at the time up here. Um, Alaska's like, I'm in Alaska, so probably like 10 years behind the curve. Of, of well, the I'm in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> in a hole will never come out of. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's all good. So anyways, we we hit this point where Blue Cross Blue Shield, which was like three quarters of our income, because most people have that up here, just yep. stopped paying us. They broke their claims processing system. And like, so, you know, our revenue just tanked, even though we weren't any less busy. And literally, the business couldn't support what it had been. So it it kind of forced me. I mean, it was all out of reactionary mode, but it forced me to completely change the business model. And then that gave well, me, you know, what else opened the doors for the universe to do it. You lost your voice. Right? You, got sick, <laughs> you hurt your wrist you're, and you still weren't listening. right? <laughs> I still wasn't listening. So, you know, it'll make things happen. And I mean, that sucked like the stress oh, from God. that alone. You know, I, I, I kept going with my health stuff. I put on 50 pounds. I just like, I did get remarried in there and, you know, got married to a, a wonderful man, but like it was a dark time. You have Aaron's year of failure. I had like Alex's five years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> one rough. of the things, right? Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, I, let's just say 2018 was the concentrated year of failure. It doesn't mean it was the only failure. But one of the things you said that I think is really important you got married in there to a wonderful man. And the truth is, it's seldom all horrible or all great. And it's kind of like that moment of good and okay and happy keeps us in the sucking part longer because we'll focus yeah. on it. Yeah. Well, you know, my experience of it, you know, I went through a divorce like in 2016 ish it, that marriage had been on the rocks for a long time but it, like officially ended in 2016 and that was you know it's hard it's painful even if it hasn't been great there's a lot that goes into that and then with business I felt like I did that all over again <laughs> but you know I so it's like I figured out my personal life and then it was like oh and here's all this stuff you've been ignoring that now we're gonna you know make you deal with um so and how did you figure it out like it's so hard in retrospect and I know how hard it is to articulate these things but how did you get like if you could say three steps three tips however you know whatever circular way you want to give it if someone's feeling that way and they're starting to be willing to pay attention to the signs mm -hmm. let's make it so that they don't have to collapse on the floor like let's stop <laughs> part of that yeah how do you go from where you are in miserable how do you even how did you figure out what you wanted instead it wasn't easy. Like I, I knew some things I knew that I like my wrist had been an issue for a long time. And I knew that I was going to have to change something either about my technique or like what I did. So I'd already before the business, you know, I essentially set fire to it. But before that happened, um, that's just one option. That's always, you know, always one always, figuratively. <laughs> but, you know, I'd, I'd been putting pieces in place and started doing some of the work that I do now already. Um, mm -hmm. I was just still, I was really hanging on to and attached to my chiropractor identity, even up until I didn't officially completely retire until it was last year. Like I've been officially retired for a year and a half. And it's, if I could change anything about it, it would have been just taking that plunge and listening to that call sooner mm -hmm. because I do not miss anything <laughs> about it. Like I, I, and I'm not saying there's anything bad about chiropractic. I get adjusted all the time. I love it. It was just like not 
my calling and not for me. And, you know, and it, then it's like, in what I've been doing now, I've, I've noticed like I, I couched it as functional medicine. And it's like, I always have this kind of backhanded way of actually doing what I do, but like calling it something else first, which is, you know, I'm really in the transformational <laughs> space. And I'm finally just like, just say what I do. Just own it. <laughs> it doesn't have to, I don't have to be something else. Like this is just it. So one of know, my good friends and a coach who I adore is uh, Tammy Helfrich and she calls it unapologetic and that's her book. Stop yeah. apologizing. Stop making it. Just own it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know, like it's, it's hard when you're in that place and in that moment, right. To have clarity. And a lot of what I've learned is like, if, if I'd done this particular thing earlier, I think I would have and been willing to listen, you know, I am, and I find this, I work with kind of highly high-performing, oh, very driven women, and we tend to live in our heads. So we want to figure yeah. everything out. And that is where the stress yeah. comes in. And so if I had like my heart was telling me even as early as I bought that building, like, hey, don't do this. Oh and I didn't gosh, listen. Yeah. And so it's, you know, a big thing that I teach now and work on is just like, get out of your head and get into your body and and learning how to trust it. Like one of the conversations I had with a client this week was like, well, I don't trust that because it got me, you know, last time I listened to my heart, like, this is where I got. And I'm like, yeah, there's some disconnect there. Love what you're learning here and interested in more? Check out conqueryourbusiness.com to get immediate access to all sorts of additional resources and stay updated on our upcoming training events. People ask me all the time. I have the same thing and I, I focus so I focus very heavily on business strategy, marketing strategy, messaging, and all the how-to, and that's great and tactical mm -hmm. and I yeah. love it. But I do have these same conversations, like how do I get out of my own way? And one of the things we talk about is learning how your instincts feel physically. And the mm -hmm. difference between fear, don't do that bad idea, which I call dread. Yeah. And fear because I'm taking big leaps forward and oh my gosh, here we go. Yeah. And the and people ask me all the time, how do I tell the difference? How do I tell the difference? And what you're describing to me is you can't until you do it. Mm -hmm. have to learn like the hardest thing a coach ever asked me and it was actually this year like this is all kind of you know I finally put the p I've been doing it but like lacked in a way to explain it but I had a coach say like where do you feel that in your body and I was just like yes. what like what you? and then I'm freaking out because I don't know the right answer <laughs> I do yes my biggest shock as an entrepreneur is having learned all that mm -hmm. because is even with chiropractic, yeah, it was your own business, but it's a very step one, step two, step three type of situation. Yeah. The plan yeah. is laid out. It is. And it has to be done a certain way. And so I felt very trapped in that. Mm -hmm. And like, that was my big realization over the weekend. Like, you know, if we look at trauma, I've, one of the definitions I really love is, you know, it's anytime you just feel like you can't be fully self-expressed and like you're being stifled somehow. That entire system was like that. You know, I was a single mom working until eight o'clock at night and like just you know, doing trade shows on the weekend. And there was so much in it. It's just like, oh, time is money. You have to see more people and yada, yada, yada. Like, so it's awful. One of the things that I love about you and the way that you tell a story is the energy that you're telling it with. And there's no emotional, there, it's not triggering you anymore. I'm sure, you know, mm -hmm. you might have your moments. <laughs> but talk for everybody a little bit 
about how, and I'm just going to assume it was there. <laughs> how did you get over the guilt and shame and blame of making your transition? It took some time and I didn't get into the, this part. You know, I ended up so like the changes all happened and then the pandemic came um, and I had two wrist surgeries in that time as well because my wrist was so Fun. jacked. Oh, yeah, like all the things. So like, of course, I'm not practicing. So, you know, I ended up in an issue with the bank that helped me buy the building of like, they just wanted $24,000. <laughs> I'm like, great. You and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, like, thanks. So, you know, I, I fought that for quite a while, tried to, you know, come up with every every possible thing I could. And finally, I was just like, I'm done. And so I actually filed for bankruptcy um, on that business, which... I had a lot of story, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, like all it brought up all the things. And so I've still been working through that this year, honestly. Um, a couple of the things I've done, and I had a coach challenge me to write down 250 good things that came out of <laughs> filing bankruptcy good and job. getting rid of that business. I got to like 150 and that's you know, like 145 realized. more than most people would get. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, I was like, out. <laughs> I was good. It was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I own my time. Like everyone who worked for me actually owns their own business now and they're all doing oh, wow. really great. And it like gave them permission to really step into who they really were. And, you know, and I like to think that, like, I realized that that the experience of being part of my original business helped set the stage mm -hmm. for that so there was a lot of good so that that helped and then the other thing I I had to do and this was recent you know because it keeps coming up it's like I think I'm good and then it's like well there's some of that still um was I I actually wrote letters and just really like the what came out was just remembering all the really great times that we had you know I at one point took my whole staff to Hawaii for a week like you know, we, we did cool stuff. The culture is what right. I really missed of that business. And I also learned, cause I, ha I have a new business. that's about a year and a half old now. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a lot of that space in my stuff in the space of the new business. So it's like, I haven't, I haven't trusted it. I haven't been willing to have a, a positive relationship with it. And so I've been working through that now. And I absolutely love that. Cause one of the things, the way that I describe that situation two ways you can't create comfortably on a foundation of trauma. Yeah. Like if you don't resolve the whatever, you know, and, and we don't have to get into the big woo-woo version of trauma. We can just like maybe you got people get fired and then they start a business, but they're so angry. Understand, you know, we're not saying that's wrong, yeah. but it's very hard to create the great new thing and and when you haven't resolved whatever you're feeling before. And, and one of the things that I've learned through this business, and especially when I was in my franchise, because I was a trainer for the franchise, people who are running away from something will have a very hard time succeeding as opposed to someone yeah. who is running towards something. Absolutely. And that, you know, we're kind of at the point where we can say like the comparison, my first business to this business, like first business, double, triple, quadru I think we quadrupled one year. My new business, like it's not doing as well this year as it did last year. Um, and the difference is completely in how I am showing up in my mindset and my space and what's in my way, which is me. But well, I'm yeah. on that. I mean, and that was horrifying <laughs> so. to me. I don't know how you felt coming out of like medical training and again, such an academic intellectual situation. Mine was mm -hmm. corporate. 
So mm -hmm. again, academic intellectual situation. And to realize that the, the key to it all was who I was, not what I was doing. Monumentally yeah. horrifying in the beginning. It is. And like very frustrating. I mean, there were, and it was funny in chiropractic school, we had business classes, right? Everyone hated them because it was, you know, we would read books like good to great and like all these really great things that challenged you to like think and grow rich, all that kind of stuff. And everyone's like, what the heck does this have to do with business? Um, and I got on some <laughs> level, like everything, <laughs> you know, when I started my business, the first time I went to a bank to get, you know, a line of credit, they were like, where's your PL and balance sheet? And I was like, my what? Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Like, you know, those are some of the basics, but like that stuff you can learn. It's the, who you need to be. That's so stuff you can learn. And the way that I describe it is that's the easy part. <laughs> Mm -hmm. marketing, sales, finances. It's the easy part because you can buy it. Yeah. You exactly. can just buy it. Yeah. This, what you're talking about, nobody can do it for you. No. Like you literally have to become the container that will expand into whatever you're so, Right. You can't, your business will never outgrow you, right? Your business will never right. outgrow you. So if someone is feeling the feelings, feeling the trapped, feeling the I can't do this anymore. The phrase I think I used during my year of failure was, when did it become okay to live like this? Yeah. When did it become okay? So if for people on that edge, where do they start? Like what, what would be their, <laughs> right? I think you just I, have to I, pick. 2020, what would, where would they start? Yeah. I think you just have to pick somewhere. Like the first step is always awareness, right? And acknowledgement. And then it's, figuring out what to do from there. And it might not be quick. It, it, you know, I was trying to retire and not really like, cause I was attached to my patients and my, mm -hmm. you know, some part of my identity that showed up as a chiropractor, I wouldn't. And I kept re-injuring myself. I tore my wrist again a year and a half after a year after I had surgery the first time. And I was like, okay, like we're done. <laughs> this is it. But you know, like I was really stubborn about it and you might run up against that, but what are other areas where you can start to, you know, I think when we get clear on like we're tolerating stuff that we're just not willing to tolerate anymore, it becomes and, easier to start to take those steps. And I love how you keep saying start to take those steps because I think humans, we tend to think in all or nothing mm -hmm. and it stops us because yeah. we have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And that's not true, right? It's not all mm -hmm. or nothing. There's steps that you can take instead yeah. of. And this is something that I know, and I'm, I'm not technically, I'm like technically in a millennial, but not really. I'm, I'm a millennial by like three weeks, but <laughs> of that generation, I'm but I think older than that. So that's okay. <laughs> I know you're saying that on the other end of it, <laughs> but just with like that generation, I think is labeled as like, we want it all right now. And I think that's more just a, a. Dude, I am 52 years Dang old. And and it's like it just our world, now, right? And so, and like, I see this as a pattern with myself in business that just creates way more stress. It's like, oh no, I'm going to rebuild my whole website like today. Right. No, like I'm going to do this whole thing right now. Like right now I'm working, I'm really up-leveling my content. And it's like, I'm like, okay, like, no, you, you did enough today. Like walk away. It's okay. And so. Those are the type of activities with my clients that it's very easy to hide in how busy and perfect everything needs yeah. to be so that it keeps them from doing the scary thing, which usually involves talking to other human beings, yeah. especially if you're a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm old. I I'm the Oregon <laughs> Trail generation. Okay, we like we there took ownership you, right. of that. <laughs> so, and I was like yeah. 17 when that came out. So. <laughs> beyond, 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 beyond. So I'm going to assume because you've already shared <laughs> that you wish you would have listened sooner. Yeah. But what's something you're really proud of? Like if that's the if that's the advice where you'd say don't do what I do, listen sooner. What is something mm-hmm. you're really proud of? It's a really this is hard for me. This is one of those self listen syndrome things where it's like crap. I have to. I'm supposed to be proud of myself about. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm really proud of what I have created. You know, I've created a and it's a, the pandemic helped to an extent, but I'd always wanted to really move into a virtual business. Like that's mm-hmm. really what I wanted to do. I wanted to have freedom. My tr- husband travels constantly for work and my son really needs to homeschool. So I, you know, I've created this environment where I can actually do that. And it's not, you know, it used to be such a big deal and I felt so torn and like, you know, my schedule was always crazy and there's just so much peace. And like, there's still, you know, there's still do- stuff that figuring out but you know I was able to really step into what I wanted even though it was scary and I didn't know how to get there and when I was crying on the floor it was because I felt like I was never going to um totally get it a couple years later here we are here we are yeah Yeah. I mean it's a mixture of decisions commitment resilience yeah right and you just keep going right when you're going through hell just keep going (laughs) yeah I mean there's so many times and I even hit the point where you know, I looked at jobs to apply for. There was one I actually did. And if I'm anything like clear on my identity, it's like, I am an entrepreneur. You know, I did the interview and I was just like, no, this is really not what I want to be doing. (laughs) And so, you know, it it kind of reaffirmed like, you need to just keep, keep going, keep going, do the work, stay in it. And I've definitely spun my wheels and, you know, been in my own way the last two years, but it's, Process. process yeah it's and process. we need to go through it to get to the other side like i the the takeoff is around the corner i really feel that now absolutely so, absolutely yeah so if people want to you know continue this conversation with you learn more about your story learn more about how you can help them get through these transitions as well what is mm-hmm. the best way for them to reach out um the easiest i mean i'm on social and all the things i'm at emergent women coaching on instagram and facebook and then at dr alex ridley on linkedin um and then I've got a website with a way you can just message me too. So <laughs> emergentwomencoaching.com is the website. And there's lots more info and all that on there. Awesome. Emergentwomencoaching.com. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you for like your vulnerability, your transparency, sharing your story. Um, I love showing that it's not all puppies and rainbows and unicorns the way Instagram yeah. sometimes would have you believe. <laughs> but it is all possible. It is all possible. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so, so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I truly enjoy bringing these stories of success and inspiration to you. Please join us in our mission to empower entrepreneurs to be in charge of their businesses and in charge of their lives by sharing this with anyone you know who would benefit from our tactical and motivating advice, leaving us a review, and letting us know if there are any particular topics you would really appreciate hearing about. See you next time.